Are you ready to get provoked? You're listening to Can I Live, a show created to excite, ignite, and expose. Let's tune in with your host, R.W. Jones. So welcome to the Can I Live podcast and so, so glad that you are watching. I want to just kind of give you a little bit about what this podcast is. You know, everybody got a podcast nowadays, so we thought, why not us? We have something to say. We have something valuable to talk about. And so our first series that we unleashed and in the process of unleashing is called Disrupting the Patterns of Practice. So as you see today with George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter has been moving along for a very long time. But what you're seeing right now is major disruption, really the beginnings of a continuous stream of disruptions. Now we just want to make sure that as we disrupt, we build at the same time, but not build in the same fabric, not build in the same systems that has caused what we see today. And so what you'll hear in our disrupting the patterns, most people think, you know, when you're knocking statues over, that's disrupting the pattern. Well, of course, you know, what you see a lot of that is like anarchy, some might say lawlessness, others might say, or just being fed up and tired. And it's our way to redress years and years of just, just inhumane, unjust, unjust, unrighteous treatment for people. And so one of the things, here's the snippets. This is what you're going to hear throughout the series. Number one, you want to disrupt the pattern. I always was told to follow the money. One of the major ways you could disrupt the pattern, if they're talking police reform right now, you know, like really what does police reform really look like? It's not going to look like more laws. It's going to tell a police officer to not put his knee into your neck or to, for, or to ban chokeholds because you can't legislate what's in a man's heart. And so most of us, or some of us, are ruled by a law from within, and you don't need a law, an external law to tell you that that's your brother, and you need not treat him like that. But in the natural, the laws that have created these patterns of practice are definitely one, let's say, for example, get right into it. Let's talk about the church and the 501c3. You want to disrupt the pattern? I dare the churches right now to take away their 501c3. Give Caesar to what's Caesar's. Give God to what's God. The church should not be exempt from taxes anyway. That's number one. But number two, why? Do you understand that as a 501c3, the clauses that you take on as a 501c3 says you will not influence legislation. That's number one. Number two, you will not have any political propaganda. Two, three, you will not oppose or support any candidate. So for the churches to have been in this 501c3 bed, in this unholy matrimony with the government, break it, relinquish it, throw it away, um, resolve the 501c3. You are already tax exempt from the beginning because of the nature of who you are. You out here trying to get grant money from the government when it's the world's government system that ain't our friend. So you want to disrupt the pattern, number one. How about you do that? Number two, another way you could disrupt the pattern. Did you know that most cities and states, police departments are also 
federally subsidized by the feds, which means that a city and state only can get monies from taxes and fees. And sometimes you preserve monies by allowing that police department to become self-sufficient, not self-sufficient, that's the wrong word. Put it like this, you diversify the funds. And so some police departments like the city of Raleigh would get funding from the federal government in the form of a grant. So the feds are coming down, giving these cities, these local jurisdictions, these local municipalities, giving them money in content with a contingency plan that and you have to bring us numbers. The feds are not giving counties, cities, and towns monies to just not arrest. You have to arrest. In fact, there's a methodology and a formula by which to ensure that arrests happen. That's why you see so much profiling, racial profiling happen. This is not just happening because, you know, police officers don't have nothing else to do but patrol black communities. We know that this is specific. And so you will intentionally populate and control a community. Why? Because you get fed money. So talk about the huge, biggest conflicts of interest. Why would you, you were receiving, the states are receiving money. So if you want to disrupt the pattern, make states, you, you can't receive no money. And this is why local elections are so important because they're funded or they're run by your local city council, your local county commissioners. So you might say, yeah, you vote and you are part of the big electoral the big candidate, what is it, presidential campaign. But the president has matters on affairs as it pertains to the federal government, the Fed, the federal states. States have their own local powers and authority. And so if you want to disrupt something in your local community, you have to look at how your local elected officials are running your local budgets. Are they receiving federal monies? If they are, then you need to ask in FOIA the grant that was submitted to get the monies. You need to request for the grants that the federal governments are giving to these local jurisdictions to get in exchange for the money because that's where we're, we're mishapping. So if you're young and you're out there pushing statues in the water, yeah, keep going, keep pushing them statues. But I also want you to start FOIAing certain information from your local city, state government finding out how your police department is funded. Get a copy of the budget. Um, go to the city council meetings. And then only make sure that you hide, that you elect people that represent you. Because it's so layered and complicated, you never see the invisible hand. And like I said, well, y'all got me rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Um, ooh, here's another one. You want to disrupt pattern? Another three? How about election reform? Bernie Sanders was really, really on the election reform for sure. Because as an elected official, when you run for your local elections, candidates are limited in what a developer or a con contributor can get. There are local laws to local elections that says that a candidate can only receive X amount of money from a private developer. So they make it seem like, oh, we're transparent and, and we don't want to move agendas and we don't want, you know, capitalists moving their agenda. But no one never checks the amount of money that a developer or private firm can give the parties. Yeah, the Democratic and Republican parties, both. If you watch the dollars that come into those two, 
same tree. One same good, one same evil. It's the same tree. So you want to disrupt the pattern, look at the tree. Look to the left, look to the right. It's the same tree. And I'm going to say this for some of y'all. Yeah, I know y'all might believe that rhetoric y'all hear about Trump this, Trump that. He the racist, he this, he that, he this. Listen, there is no other presidential candidate that have put more black people in jail than Bill Clinton. But we love Bill. Don't say nothing about Bill. Look at the trick. And so they'll continue to keep us in this loophole because we really don't know where the cogs are. We really don't know where those cornerstones are. But I promise you, elect, election reform, that's a cornerstone. So if you can start to say, hey, no one can run for election. With, there's a cap on elections. Everybody running for presidential, Congress, all of it, any party, there's a cap in what you can get to any party because then the parties delve and shove out the money to the candidates of their choice. What choice? The choice that will push the agendas of the ones they just got the money from. Oh, but you didn't hear that from me. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. But see, you're not ready. If you're not ready to have that conversation, you're not ready. Let's go to um, economic disruption. Let's talk about economic disruption. Number one, disability. Those people that get disability. There is a guidance or law that says you cannot have more than $2,000 of assets at any time. So there is welfare that's given to poor people that keep them poor, but there is welfare given to rich people that aid in their prosperity. However, when we bailed out the banks, we didn't say banks, you can only have $2,000 worth of assets. In fact, you have billions of dollars worth of assets that you didn't even have to sell to get the bailout. So you want to even out the playing field. You want to stop playing games release and release the restriction of assets for people who receive social services, welfare benefits, EBT, Medicaid, TANF, public housing, Section 8, disability, remove the restrictions of assets. I think I need, where my, let, me, let me get my little, let me get my little um, sound effects. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Uh, ooh, it's so much. I could go on. But how about this? We're launching this new podcast, and you might know of some ways we can really disrupt the patterns and really start talking about it so that those that are out there just going ham in the streets now can go ham in a whole nother different way, in a strategic way that brings about the change we desire to see. So tune in to the Can I Live podcast. I'm so excited. Let me get my little, let me line up my little cute music, my little extra, because like I said, we here, we got something to say. Can I live? Tune in. And we really don't know exactly if we're launching on Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays. All I know is that you'll be able to see it on YouTube. You'll be able to see it on Facebook. You'll know when we're posting live. I know we might do some early mornings, but whatever you do, subscribe to the YouTube channel, listen, Call in, listen live, participate, and this is disrupt. Disrupt. Shit.